So hello, welcome everyone to Tech and Tonic. Uh, we have two viewers currently, man, just two viewers, but it's okay. We're just gonna continue to record and whatnot, as this is a podcast. Uh, it's another week of MCO, and at least there's another Monday to the MCO. So we're gonna be doing this again next week. Um, and probably we'll have guests next week. This th- this week we didn't actually arrange for any guests except for Craig. As you can see, the little bear that's listening to us and recording our every conversation. But anyway, let's continue with the podcast. Uh, last week, we have a few very interesting things. Uh, let's start talking about Apple and Google. Actually, they're going to be talk. They're going to be introducing a new, well, not co- introducing. They're kind of collaborating, in a sense, which is quite funny in itself, right? So. I don't know. It's 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 the first. I never expected that Google and Apple would actually start collaborating out of nowhere. You know. Yeah. What What do you think, Jivan? Well, it's not like they've started out of nowhere. I think it's born out of necessity mostly. Yeah. True. But have you ever heard in a sentence, "Oh, Google and Apple is collaborating"? Still a bit funny, right? That is true. Yeah, because you never expect these kind of things. But anyway, they are collaborating and they are doing something about COVID-19. Uh, they are actually trying to develop a contact tracing, not really app, uh, a, a it's a API kind. layer. Yeah, it's an API layer, but it's a tool that, you know, healthcare uh, institutes or even governments can use to basically trace uh the contact patch uh, and basically try to get patient zero from from what we can tell. Hopefully. Yeah, it's also to drive uh, testing if the person is suspected to be positive. So uh, the way I understand from their documents how it works mm-hmm. is basically if you are suspected to be positive, it, your phone can basically uh, broadcast a notification through your Bluetooth to people surrounding you. Uh, yep. The radius, of course, is by Bluetooth, like within, I think, five to six meters. Mm-hmm. And there are, if I understand correctly, there are two levels, red and yellow, mm. which will drive people to get tested for the, uh, to get tested for COVID-19 at this point. But it's not going to be openly available to everybody just yet. Uh, okay. It needs to be, you need to be verified. And also it's, seems to be limited to CDC and government organizations for now. Yeah, for now. It's still in development, right? I suspect that this will go on if successful and they deem it important. This will go on every iPhone and every Android phone that is installed with Google Play, uh, most likely, right? To at least to get something done, okay? Uh, We don't know yet what the result would be, but... It's something good. I think there's going to be a longer term implication as well, well, rather than just you know a COVID nineteen measure. I think this would actually really help in the future. For all you know, this could help us in uh, in curbing the zombie the zombie apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse. Yeah. For all you know, T virus. <laughs> because Resident Evil Three just just finished, right? Yeah. 
But Apple also came out with something very interesting last week. They launched a new smartphone. And it's not 5,000 ringgit. It's actually 2,999 ringgit. Which is considering for an iPhone, it's actually very affordable. Considering. So if you're an iPhone user, you know, 2,999 ringgit. Uh, the iPhone SE. What do you think, Jim? I'm actually quite impressed that they managed to pull off that price point. Hmm. It's something you don't expect Apple to be doing, especially yeah. in this market when everything is starting to be above 2K. Yeah, and I remember iPhone, well, Apple saying that, oh, we don't make cheap phones. Yeah, that's the thing. They actually said that before, and for them to actually uh, come in at uh, sub 2000 is actually quite interesting. Yeah, that is true. But the thing is, it's not exactly a subpar device because it still has the very powerful A13 Bionic chip, which is what you can find on an iPhone 11. That's yeah. what you found on their flagship last year. The only difference is that, okay, you have a 4.7-inch display with a fingerprint ID. You don't have that full edge-to-edge display that you get from the iPhone 11, right? But it's just slightly smaller. Uh, it's It looks more like the iPhone 8 than anything else. Yeah. So I would say there is an iPhone 8, not rebranded, it's like refreshed to a newer spec and with one less camera. Yeah, but less also camera, less camera. Darren is highlighting in the chat that it shows that they have been overcharging this whole time. No, no, no. They charge <laughs> for premium pricing. No, but at the same... At the same time, you're they're scaling back quite a lot to give you the price point comparative to their current flagship, the iPhone 11. No, but the thing is, in my opinion, it doesn't seem like you're getting that much less, okay? Because think if you think about it this way, how much do you use on, a, on, on your smartphone? Okay, and what matters to you in a smartphone? If you're the type that, okay, I need the latest cameras and things like that, I wouldn't tell you to go for an iPhone either, but... Everybody has been commenting that the iPhone uh, quality has been really great for cameras anyway. So that's one thing. But at least everybody's been, okay, what's important in their smartphone? And I think the uh, Apple iPhone SE, at least, has been keeping it very bare to uh, what you need rather than, rather than, you know, putting everything that you can find. Grant Z actually says in the comments, but Apple's phones don't keep the doctor away. They only make me not able to afford to see a doctor. That's why they keep the doctor away. <laughs> no, but at the same time, we're seeing if Apple is competing in the sub 2000 ringgit category now, we are going to, are we going to see like Android device makers actually make the effort to release more in this category? because of what Apple is doing. And will we see the next generation of flagships start releasing a model that is sub uh, 2,000 ringgit? Okay, that's a very good point though, because even Darren Darren Chong uh, also pointed out that, oh yeah, this might actually bring uh, other devices to do something about it, right? Because the only reason why a lot of smartphones are priced at more than 3,000, 4,000 ringgit is also really mostly because 
they base their smartphone prices on the iPhone. Uh, but I don't think it's just it's just the problem of Apple. I think it's also Samsung's problem because Samsung has been chasing that premium marketing and premium market prices for a very, very long time. And, and they have got, gotten themselves there since the S9, I, I would guess. Okay. And if you see the ice s20 the galaxy s20 and the s20 ultra the pricing is just ridiculous it doesn't make sense and because of that everybody in the android space thinks that they can charge as much as what samsung charges for their premium smartphone like you see the oppo the oppo find x2 pro that we have right here that we are testing right here okay it's a 4,399 ringgit smartphone. And it's an Oppo. It's an Oppo. You have to think, you have to start thinking about it. It's an Oppo. The Find X that was launched two years ago was 3,699 ringgit. And that was more expensive than the entry level Galaxy S9? Is it S9? Yeah, well, yeah S9. it was the S9, right? And it was more expensive than. The S9, the regular S9 itself, which is... What? No, but at the same time, you're only getting 64 gigs of memory. Yeah, but then again, how much space do you actually need with your phone, with your camera being 12 megapixels? But we're still talking iPhone here. Yeah. 64 gigs will fill up really fast for an iPhone. Uh, Not necessarily. It really depends on whether you need it to do something or not okay because i think what's important if you get the iphone se is that you're getting the bare minimum so you have to think about okay what do you actually need on your phone and that's what's important what's important to you right and that's why they compromise on the 64 gigabytes but considering that it's an iphone for 2999 ringgit i think it's good value for money lah. you it, get yeah, apple you know it's the apple branding again like what yeah. darren has mentioned but yeah. at the same time, we're also looking at how long things will last. Because Apple is known for slowing down their devices as well. Yeah, they but... Have, they have come out and said, yes, we slow down the device so that battery life will last. Yeah, but this is an A13. Compromise is smaller display, like 4.7 inch. Yeah, just small, slightly smaller display. I don't think it's that big. To be honest... Like having inch smartphones at six point seven inches and things like that is getting a bit ridiculous, lah. Okay, uh, I feel that even six point seven inches is a bit too big for my hands. I can't even reach the end of the display. I don't have very big hands, so. But even then, it you're getting like smartphones at seven inch, and and it's huge, right? It's too big, sometimes. Uh, I'm not saying that I don't like big displays. It's just that it gets annoying when you're trying to use it in one hand. Even when it came to the Galaxy Fold, it has that 4.6 inch display in front. It was very non-functional now because I think it's also because we're so used to having larger displays. Yeah, true. And if you're going to do things like multi-screen and stuff like that, 4.7 inches is, I think, a little bit on the... Small ah, I, I don't think, you know, if, if you're going to get a 4.7 display, you can't use it as a multi-screen device um, or a multi-window inter- or you have a multi-window interface there. I don't think it's optimal because it's a bit small. 
But on the Galaxy Fold, you have to remember that there's a certain thickness to it. And, you know, when you're, there's a big raise from the back of the phone to the front of the phone. And that's why the 4.6 display feels a bit useless. Because when you open it up, you're getting like an 8-inch display. Which is what you would be using most of the time. Anyway, you can switch to that. So you're going to be using that. Uh, most people would actually use the front display as kind of a monitor what's going on, whose message came in and things like that. I don't think you'll be texting on that, right? Because it's so thick. It's so it's so difficult to use. But on a 4.7-inch smartphone, I think in that smartphone form, I think it's still acceptable, sort of. But speaking of large displays, um, OnePlus just came up with their new smartphone, right? Even Darren pointed it out. Yeah, OnePlus. OnePlus just came out with the OnePlus 8. Their new flagship for 2020. Uh, we are expecting the OnePlus 8T to come later on. Okay, but just as before, they came out with the OnePlus 8 and OnePlus 8 Pro. Yeah, correct. And they are both the most powerful OnePlus you can find and buy with your money. It's still a Qualcomm Snapdragon 865. Yeah. Okay. To me, the OnePlus 8 Pro... Is a fine X2 Pro. It's generally the same thing inside. It's exactly the same thing in a completely different body. And the OnePlus 8 Pro does give you wireless charging. That's that's about it. That's about the only difference that you get, which is the body, well, the design, okay, which is not that big of a difference anyway, because you're still getting the same display. A 6.7 120 hertz quad HD uh, display with 10 bit colors, 10 bit color depth, which is what the Oppo Find X2 has, which what they, they call it the O2 Ultra Vision display. La. On the OnePlus 8, it's exactly the same thing. Like, exactly the same thing. So, price point wise, are they the same? They are about the same. So, we basically we, we know for a fact that they are sister companies. No, we know but, for a fact that they are produced in the same factory, on the same factory floor and on the same factory line. Yeah, and also <laughs> OnePlus is basically keeping their design from the OnePlus 7 as well. Yes. Not uh, much has changed from the OnePlus 7 design-wise. Yeah, there's no pop-up cameras anymore uh, again. No, but the display is exactly the same as the Oppo Find X2 Pro. So now it's just a matter of branding and what interface you prefer because the OnePlus 8, Pro selling at US dollars nine hundred and ninety nine dollars at the maximum. I think yeah, is it yeah nine hundred and ninety nine US dollars at the maximum. They it comes with a thirty watt charger and also a oxygen OS instead of Oppo's Color OS seven point two. I think the current one seven point one. Actually, this one lah. Basically, this this phone. Yeah. So. I I don't know. Um, if given the money, given the same money, I probably would buy the OnePlus. I am actually wondering why OnePlus is battling, trying to go to that uh price point because they are basically known as a company that has been flagship killer, but this year it seems like they have bent into the flagship territory already they're not a flagship killer 
they are charging yeah. about the same money for the same specs and basically you are either choosing to go with a near stock android or a very souped up skinned uh, android on any other platform yeah but you see that's why they dropped the flagship killer moniker <laughs> this yeah, year's hashtag year... is unleash the power yeah. yeah which is basically saying yeah we're going to release another flagship ah, but uh it's it's not cheap for a OnePlus anymore uh you get warranty for breaking your phone by the way on a OnePlus which is something that is really really good for developers or people who like to tinker around with their smartphones we used to do that a lot we don't yeah. anymore because we kind of like what we're using now uh and we kind of appreciate how manufacturers has gone to lengths to make sure that the skins that they have are quite optimized okay even the color OS 7.1 i actually really like it like honest like i actually really like a color OS 7.1 that's from Oppo which used to be not rubbish but it used to be very iPhone esque right now it's a class of its own it looks good uh i think it's slightly more optimized than even Samsung's uh, UI right yeah Oppo has done a very good job with their interface in recent iterations yeah yeah i agree but we don't know yet when it's coming to uh Malaysia and how much it's going to cost last hmm. year's pricing for Malaysia was insane it was insane but at the same time the global pricing was also insane so i'm not but sure but last year we were also paying more than the global price of uh a normal OnePlus that is true but that's what happens if you get another distributor like a third party distributor distributing their smartphones in Malaysia you know that's what Malaysia's been doing uh on yeah. top of yeah a lot of their smartphones actually uh, right now we have a lot of manufacturers that has already came in and brought down the prices especially for smartphones like Samsung Oppo even Huawei Huawei's global pricing can be quite crazy mm-hmm. but Malaysia's pricing is quite good on that subject I unboxed the Huawei Mate Pad Pro you're going to see it soon okay this is the if you pre-ordered this is what you get okay with the pen and everything the pen's kind of cool I think wait is it is it with the keyboard uh, cover no no the keyboard cover is actually extra money but if you pre-ordered it it actually comes together if you pre-ordered your smartphone uh, your your Huawei Mate Pad Pro I'm not sure whether it's still ongoing or not uh but yeah so you're getting the pen okay the this magic M pen thing that okay. is really nice because it's magnetic and it charges straight away like that okay and then the keyboard the keyboard is actually quite quite nice I mean for a slim keyboard and things like that it's a physical keyboard It's quite nice. It's not the best, but it's quite nice to protect your smart uh, your device. The only thing I'm annoyed is that you can't put your pen inside and close the cover. You know, you see? You see this? Yeah. So that's the only annoying part so far. Uh, another annoying part is that it's HMS. But HMS seems to be improving. Uh <laughs> seems to be la uh well it is improving i mean it's the third largest e-marketplace no app marketplace or app ecosystem in the world now 
it's mm-hmm. the fastest growing app marketplace as well in the world, which is something, which is actually something we're very proud of for Huawei, actually. Yeah. But, I, but when it comes to official apps, I think it's running rather thin with support in Malaysia. Yeah, but it's not just Malaysia. It's on a global scale because I tried actually installing Google mobile services, basically Google Play, Google Framework and everything. And I've tried like 16 different websites and 16 different ways, which points to about the same thing of what they do. And I still couldn't get Google working on on, on the Huawei MatePad Pro. Apparently, it works for the Huawei P40 Pro. I have not tried it. It's The device is with me right now here. Let me see. Yeah. No, it's somewhere here. I think it's on the desk, but yeah. Uh, on that sense, you know, it's kind of annoying um, because a lot of the important apps, don't say that the local ecosystem, okay, a lot of the important apps that you need on your smartphone, okay, that you are using on your smartphone, like email or even a uh, simple stuff like WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, well, TikTok's on on, on Huawei, lah, right? we don't use TikTok, but uh, a lot of things that you take for granted, it's... It's not there. It's not on Huawei App Gallery. Even Netflix is not on Huawei App Gallery and I'm suffering because screen's so big and so nice, you would want to use Facebook or Netflix or Amazon Prime. I have Amazon Video Prime installed here, but I don't have Netflix. I couldn't get Netflix to work even if I install it as a third-party app because Netflix has a the, the DRM. Yeah, can you use uh the quick apps feature to use it as an app from the website itself? Okay, from app gallery, yes, there's something called quick apps uh, and that's a very good thing to point out because yes, you can use it as an app without actually installing the app. Okay, it's it's actually very very clever. I I have I have McDonald's <laughs> put on the home screen <laughs> of my P40 Pro. Uh, that's also because it's quick apps and you know McDonald's only is available on Huawei app gallery as a quick app Uh, and it works but you need an internet connection because you're technically accessing the app gallery to access the app because it's not installed on your smartphone or on your device does Facebook and all work through quick apps? Instagram sort of works it's very iffy because it doesn't work on the Huawei P40 Pro. Mm-hmm. It works on the Huawei Mate Pad. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. I'll try reinstalling it on the the Huawei P40. I'm not sure where it is it now. <laughs> I have too many phones. But yeah, I will try doing that again later. Uh, but so far, Instagram only works on the Huawei Mate Pad Pro, as far as I can tell. Uh, I have a Nova 7i here as well that is running on purely on HMS. And I'm trying to keep that as much to App Gallery as possible. I have AppToyed on the Huawei App Gallery, uh, the Huawei MatePad Pro. Uh, and I'm installing Google Apps from there. 
there's no Google Google apps, right? You can't install Google, for example. You can't even install YouTube if if you really want because you can't even sign in. Yeah, that works on the Google Play mm-hmm. services, which you can't yeah. sideload. So a lot of the apps on on a lot of the Google apps that I have that are installed here might not really work. Okay, so that kind of sucks. Uh, but at least you can get some Android apps to work. Not all, not all. Especially Netflix. I even can't access it on the browser. I can access YouTube on browser because I've been watching Phantom of the Opera on MatePad Pro last night. You know when they have the live viewing of the whole theater thing. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which somebody said they want to order McDonald's. Yeah. What? Which is becoming a regular thing now. So we had uh, the concert yesterday as well uh, that featured Celine Dion and stuff like that to help yeah. with raising money is one. And the other thing is also actually uh, getting people to stay indoors. Mm. And it looks like there's another one that either just happened or is coming up from Soul Pancake as well. Oh, okay. Adam Lambert and stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of these things are, a lot of these festivals are moving themselves online, which is what a lot yeah. of smartphone launches have been doing. Franz yeah. uh, was asking, in our opinion, would the Nova 7i make a good secondary phone? Though, even though it's missing GMS, but for the price point, it kind of seems like a good option as a spare phone. Well, it really depends on what you want. Okay, I think. It depends on what you need because if you're using a secondary phone, what are you using it for? Do you actually really need a secondary phone these days? Because you have dual of SIM course. capabilities yeah. now, right? If you can manage with one smartphone, why not just take really want a secondary phone? phone? It really depends on what you want to use your secondary device for. Either if you want to access it for just emails and just phone calls, text messages, it's sort of okay. But you have to remember that if you install WhatsApp, Facebook, or whatever work apps from Android that is not on yeah, the Huawei and... app gallery, you cannot update them. You can only update them when you download the update separately. And I think like if you are fun. working on Office 365 and stuff like that, those key apps are key considerations when you're even buying a secondary phone. If you ha- need those apps to be productive or you need those apps to work, then I think at this point, the 7i really doesn't have an option to have those apps. Well, there's an alternative called WPS Office. You can use that if, you have, if you're trying to process a Word document or you're trying to view a PowerPoint or trying to view an Excel file. There's no problem okay, using the WPS. So even if you're on Microsoft 365, but you don't use Microsoft Teams and you need your Microsoft Office things to work, yes, you can actually use the Huawei because of the WPS office. But if your company relies heavily on certain apps that like, let's say Slack, for example, or even Microsoft Teams or, or there's a lot of other apps now, Lark, for example, you can't find that on the Huawei app gallery, which kind of not sucks, but it's just a bit handicapped, even as a secondary device. And- so you, even if you're on WPS Office, like for Office 365, one of the key factors is that you can work on it online. You won't mm-hmm. be able to do that. You will need to download yeah, and then re-upload. That's one thing. 
that is one thing uh you also have to remember that you can't concurrently edit files with your teammates or if you're doing a school project you can't do that with wps office you can only do that on microsoft 365 and especially good if you're using microsoft teams so there you go you probably might not want to consider for that price point i think there is other phones you like can get the, the Realme 6i that just launched, actually. <laughs> you can even get the Oppo A9 2020. I think yeah. at that price point. Yeah, but below that price point, you can get the new Realme 6i. Mm-hmm. That just launched, actually. It starts from 699 ringgit. Uh, it's not the highest end uh, kind of spec. It comes with a MediaTek processor rather than a Qualcomm, but it's a new MediaTek Helio G80. So I think that would be fine for that price point yeah but realme has been uh producing pretty decent phones when it comes to at least in the region where they are playing at at the moment yeah and their price point is actually very very good very very good that brings us back to the point of buying smartphones at more than three thousand ringgit right because it seems like just five years ago, you can buy your phone at 2500 and you'll be happy with it for like the next five years. And today, you buy your new phone, it's 3000 ringgit, and you're like, uh, I might need to change phone in like two years. <laughs> to be very honest, my Note 3, which I bought at 2399 I think, is still working. It's not as fast as the new Note 10 or stuff like that, but if you're not particular about performance or loading up like super high-end apps it will work yeah yeah most if you have it so if you want a secondary smartphone if you have an older phone just use it don't yeah. buy a new phone don't waste your money seriously don't waste your money a lot of the older flagship devices should be able to still perform hmm and that also brings us to whether or not we should get a huawei hms powered smartphone right I mean, I, I don't want to give, I don't want to say that Huawei smartphones are bad because the Huawei P40 is actually a very, very good smartphone. The MatePad Pro is an amazing tablet. It's it's really nice to use. It's really smooth. It's very powerful. Uh, if you can load the, the right apps, it really works very nicely. And they're selling it as a pro device. And it sort of kind of works if you can get the apps there. If you can get the apps there. But because you really can't most of the time, I don't know. You're and you're paying two thousand three hundred and ninety nine ringgit for the MatePad Pro. You're paying three thousand eight hundred and ninety nine ringgit for the Huawei P forty Pro. I think at this point, Huawei devices are being handicapped by something that's out of their control. Yeah. So. Until more apps appear on the HM, the Huawei app gallery itself, or at least on quick apps, mm. the phones and the devices are at a very big handicap. So That's when true. you when you are going in for a Huawei device, keep that in mind. Yeah, but given given the capabilities, okay, of this, I would actually get it. Like honest, it's it's good. It's it's a good tablet. It's just no GMS, which kind of sucks. I spent a whole night trying to get GMS on it. Uh, it just doesn't work. It's 
it doesn't work for every device. Let's just say there are a lot of methods out there, but it doesn't work for every device that you have. I even tried it on the Nova 7. I, I tried it on the Huawei P40 Pro. Uh, I didn't try the more elaborate method that I tried on the MatePad Pro just yet. But so far, it doesn't work, <laughs> which is kind of when a big bummer. When it comes to tablets, uh, Samsung just also announced their Tab S6 Lite, mm -hmm. which also comes with a pen and the keyboard. Basically, mm. it's a scaled-down version, processor-wise and RAM-wise, of the Tab S6. And how much is it? They haven't announced official pricing. Yeah. <laughs> so you, when that, it comes to Samsung, you you can expect very very premium pricing, lah. <laughs> yeah, but if we're looking at what they have charged for their light versions in the past years, it should be around the same price as the MatePad Pro. Yeah, but. I still think that I would prefer this because it feels really good. It actually feels really nice. The screen size factor is good. And they don't skim on the specs. It's a Huawei Kirin 995G. Mm -hmm. You're, well, it doesn't have the 5G capability. It has a SIM card tray for what reason, I have no idea. Because it's just a Wi-Fi version. Not sure whether you can use the, the SIM card tray or not. I haven't tried it. Uh, I will try it later. But... The SIM card tray might That's... be for the nano SIM card, uh, nano memory card, the NM card for most likely, yeah, most likely it does look like that. But at the same time, price wise and value wise, I still think that if they're going to be at the same price, get this, mm. get this, get Aptoid, get something done on it. You can access YouTube from the website. You just cannot do Netflix. But I have a solution for that. I remote. I remote access the phone because I have a Mate 20X. So what I do is that I Huawei share the devices and I remote control it from the from the tablet and I put full screen. So it works. Just the same. Actually, that is a point to take into consideration. Older Huawei devices before the Mate 30, Mate 30 I think. Yes. Yeah. So Still have considering... Google. Yes, so if you're considering to get a Huawei flagship, you can consider getting the Huawei P30 or the P30 Pro, which would be selling at a discount. At this point, we don't know what the official pricing is because, because it's older. I don't think they will sell it anymore uh, officially, but you can go to the shops and probably get a quite a big discount for it. That's why I suggested my sister do anyway. Yeah. Uh, last week, we also mentioned that we've been playing Final Fantasy VII. I haven't finished it. Uh, it's still quite... I think I'm in Chapter 14. That's one, I think, at the end stage of it already. And I just really don't want it to end. Lah. Jivan, what have you been doing? Zelda. Still looking for temple uh, shrines. You can look for game guides, but it's up to you. Uh... Yeah, and I also finished watching another series. Uh, which series? Yeah. All seasons of Kim's Convenience. Oh, Kim's Convenience is fun. Yeah, I finished it in two days. Yeah, I finished the new season in like half a day. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah. So that has been what we've been, what has been happening last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, what are we looking forward to next week? This week, uh, 
don't think there's much happening this week. I know what I'm looking forward to. Their announcement for whether or not MCO gets extended or not. <laughs> okay, uh, based on the trends, I think they might, even if they extend, it might just be a week. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the things get better. Uh, as far as we know, it hasn't been really good, right? So, hopefully yeah. it gets better. I don't know. So, the latest numbers are thankfully below 100. So, let's hope this continues is, for another week. Yeah, that is good news, which means that the yeah. MCO is actually working. Yeah, so if the numbers go down to probably in the single digits, they might not extend it that long. They probably extend it for a few days to a week. But if there's no improvement there, then we're going to be stuck. Well, we're going to be safe at home for another two weeks, which also means that we are safe at home for two months. <laughs> two months a bit too long. Two months is very, very long. I mean, I love my room and my house. At the same time, it's like, I need to see other humans. Aside from my yeah. family members. Lah. Yeah, well, uh, if if it doesn't get extended that long, Try to finish all your games by this week on Xbox. <laughs> you know, I'm trying. I'm actually trying to finish Final Fantasy, and then I have to try to finish Death Stranding, which is still a long way to go. Uh, I'm still actually quite far behind in Death Stranding, even though I've put in like 50, 60 hours in it. Uh, I have to try to finish Horizon Zero Dawn as well, and try I, to get started on God of War. <laughs> I haven't I, uh, started any of that. I am finishing Pokemon Shield this week, and hopefully. Uh, hopefully Zelda this week as well. Grant yeah. C apparently has only worn pajamas for the past month. I hope it's not the same pajamas that you're yeah. wearing. Okay, <laughs> but but uh, I know the feeling. Uh, I haven't. I mean, for the past week, I've only showered like after lunchtime. So, like, <laughs> and I haven't shaved, if you can see, right? I haven't shaved, so I probably will start shaving tomorrow because this is getting a bit too much. Okay, and uh, let's. I'm being optimistic, saying that maybe um, we'll go back to work. For me, because I started having problems being productive during working hours, I'm actually wearing like jeans and wearing proper clothes instead of just wearing home clothes to work. It seems to be helping ah, for that's, me, that's, but... Uh... Yeah, that's, that's one thing as well. Because I think a lot of people need help in the sense that, okay, you're at home, you're relaxed, what do you do, right? Yeah. Of course, you turn on the TV and do whatever you want. But I think dressing up the part does help uh, psychologically, at least to help you be a bit more productive. Yeah. I know it doesn't really work for me. Okay. Yvonne, I can't see you, but Yvonne Ng says, see me, see me, I can't see her. But anyway, yeah, I think dressing up the part or doing makeup, okay, making up and, and dressing up the part of going to work, I think that really helps for some people for some reason. It doesn't really work for me because I'm still at home uh, and my bed is just right beside me. I'll do whatever I want, but at least I can be a bit more productive than I think I would be. I thought I would be, at least. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people also have this thing that they do every week. Like, oh, they will have uh, just one day of the week where they dress up like they're going for work. 
which is fine also. Uh, I mean, everyone does whatever they need to do to get productive, right? And everyone does whatever they need to do to stay positive. Because I know some people who really cannot tahan because they need human interaction. They really need human interaction that they cannot. So I, I pity them, but can't do anything. Yeah. Well, if you really need human interaction, there are a whole bunch of people going on Instagram lives, YouTube lives, on Twitch and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's not the same. Yeah, if you need face-to-face interaction, I'm sorry, you have to wait lah. Yeah, it's it's. I know it's not the same, right? I know it's difficult, but I think we all we all just need to do our part lah. If you really need to get groceries, then bullpen lah. But you know, yeah, yeah. Well, if you need to get groceries, there are grocery delivery services, my grocer, Tesco, and stuff like that. Yeah, so, they're all online. Yeah, very easy. You can pay for them online. You can even get stuff from Shopee and Lazada now. Yep. So why not? I think right. the ex- the excuse you need to go get groceries is valid, but also at the same time, I'm going to pose this question: Like, are you ready to queue up for like two, three hours? Because yeah. that is the situation right now. If not, you actually have to go very, very early to the shops. Yeah. Uh, you have to go by 8am, if I'm not wrong. And you still have to queue up for an hour. Because they actually prioritize the seniors first. Yvonne says after after MCO is over. Oh, right. Yeah, but, sure. We'll come and but see Debbie, we're, we're not talking about going into like doing Doria Morning and stuff like that. Some people oh. need the... The their regular I, routine to stay productive. I I don't mean that you have to, right? Uh, or I don't mean that you have to be like a Doraemon. Please don't do that. That is just it doesn't make sense. Okay, it's what you're comfortable with. Because I know that some people actually just put on makeup at home sometimes just for the fun of it. Okay, just to feel a bit relaxed because they like doing it. And also to feel like they're going to work. Uh, I mean, some people actually do that. To me, I really don't understand. But to each their own, right? So you do whatever you need to feel like you are doing something. Lah. One yeah, thing is that to be productive. Just whatever helps you get out of that frame of mind of I am very relaxed. I don't need to do stuff. Like our usual home frame of mind. Lah. Yeah, because I know a friend that has been working from home and she's been working in pyjamas from day to night and she got no problems with it. She don't even dress up. She doesn't even care. The moment she wakes up, just turn on laptop, reply email, look at things, answer phone calls. Yeah. And go for meetings and stuff like that. Just like that. In pyjamas, no issue. She got no issue with it. Uh, And her colleagues don't even say anything when she's in pyjamas. But I also know that some people really cannot work when they don't do any of these routines because they don't feel like they're going to work or they don't feel like they are doing anything that's different from when they're at home on a weekend. Because this has felt like the longest weekend ever, right? This is this has been the longest weekend that we have ever faced since we are born, actually. <laughs> it, it feels like having a school break but at the same time, you are forced to stay productive during school break, which we never had to do. No, I mean, school break is not so bad because we get to go out. That is true. Yeah, this one, you don't get to go out. So you're, it's like getting grounded 
like super long. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think that's all the time we have for today's Tech and Tonic. Uh, thank you for tuning in to whoever stayed uh, tuned in earlier and stayed it tuned in until now. Thank you yeah. for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for staying with us. Thank you for listening to us rant. Just the two of us. Yeah. Okay, there's no guest this week again because we didn't manage to arrange anyone to come in or to sit down with us or to convince them, to trick them, to come in to, to the show, you know, to show their face. But uh, this has been fun. Another week. We probably would have a guest or two next week, hopefully. We yeah. don't know yet. We're still lining that up. Still checking around. Uh, but do let us know what you want to see or whether you like this kind of things or whether you want to see more guests and what kind of conversations you would like us to have, right? Let us know in the comments. Let us know on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, even send us an email if you really want. <laughs> Our contact <laughs> details on uh, YouTube itself. Yeah. Uh, Darren Chong said, I can help you rent next time. That works. That can yep. work. That can actually work. Yeah. So if you want to appear on the video also, we don't mind. We can just have you around and have a chat. You know, why not? It's just a chatting show. Just ranting. Yeah. Just like any other streamer on, on video games. Maybe we'll do video games also. Don't know. But anyway, uh, it's been fun. We'll try to line up a, a guest next week. Uh, it's been fun doing this. We will see you again. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. Our podcast will go live later in the afternoon. We will be on Spotify. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts also, uh, and some of the channels, some other podcast channels. Lah. If you're not on your preferred channel, do let us know. We'll try to get there. Yep. Uh, we, have we, have, our... we also did our weekly download video last night. Uh, so if you want to keep updated on what's going on, or at least the important highlights, what we think was the highlights last week, you can head over to our YouTube channel also, which you're doing right now. So have okay, our extend light review as well. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to have a review on the MiPad Pro, on the P40 Pro, and the Oppo Find X and the Find X2 as well. The Z Flip. The Z Flip. Yes, the Z Flip. Uh, we reviewed the Samsung Galaxy Fold. That is all the time we have today though. So bye-bye. We will see you next week. Yeah, see you guys next week.